0: The following podcast is a production of Mosaic in Whittier, California, a community of faith, hope, and love. For more information about Mosaic gatherings and events, please visit mosaic.org. Well, listen, we are finishing the the, the, the third part of a series of three talks. And so this is, a, we, we talked about... Um, uh, faithfulness, we talked about perseverance, and then we talked about the idea of hitting a point of enlightenment. So, if I was going to say this in, you know, normal parlance, I would say probably uh, consistency, determination, um, wisdom. Consistency, determination, wisdom. Okay? And so, um, this is the last talk about wisdom. Now, quite frankly, um, I think we, we pointed out that um, the, the consistency is, is just r- doing. On a regular basis, the, the, what seems to be small, insignificant things and developing the muscle of perseverance. Perseverance is pushing through when you probably don't really want to or it doesn't seem to make sense. You know, doing the right thing when um, perhaps you just don't feel like it. I mean, because if you feel like doing the right thing and you do the right thing, you just did the right thing. Good for you. But when you do the right thing that you don't want to do, you're, you're developing a muscle of perseverance and you're getting to a place of, of, of creating the environment where you can actually gain wisdom. Now, here's the, here was my challenge. Besides having a, a, a huge lack of wisdom, that the, my biggest challenge was how do I make wisdom attractive to somebody else? See, because the, the fact is, is that, it, very truthfully, for a person to become wise, in many, many cases, it's an it, a inner ordeal. If, if you're under the illusion that somehow this is just a process, that if I, if I read the right books if I expose myself to right information, if I come to places that are, that are healthy, I have healthy friendships, that, that, you are in the right place. But for you to own that and for that wisdom to become yours, for that enlightenment to be yours, it's, it's sometimes an ordeal. Um, and so how do, you, um, how do I encourage somebody to get there if they don't see the value of it? So this is my, my plea for um, the benefit of the attractiveness of wisdom. Um, let's go to Proverbs chapter 1, verse 20 through 23. We'll take a look at a couple of verses here. Wisdom calls aloud in the street. She raises her voice in the public squares. At the head of the noisy streets, she cries out. In the gateways of the city, she makes her speech. How long will you simple ones love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery? And fools hate knowledge. Verse 23, if you had responded to my rebuke, I would have poured out my heart to you and made my thoughts known to you. There's a stupid phrase called the school of hard knocks. Ever heard it? And then, you know, there's almost like this, um, oh, what's the word I want? Um, not pride, but sort of a claim that's funny or Interesting. I graduated from the school of hard knocks. Yeah, you're an idiot. You know, I mean, wh- why would you have to go through that? You know, that, that's something to brag about. It's like, you know, hey, I'm illiterate. Uh, you, know, oh. <laughs> you know, hold up a sign that's stupid. Don't even know, right? And uh, so, um, uh, so yeah, that's not something to to, to be proud of. You know, I, I I learned it from the school of hard knocks. Yeah, you're 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 a fool. The Bible would call you a fool. Um, <clears throat> look. There's, there's no sense having to relearn something that already is known. Uh, I mean, if, uh, how many of you have, have had or been around a baby? You, you guys have seen them, right? They're usually cute. They ever tossed or juggled them. Anyway, so the point is that uh, the, 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 there's, there's babies, right? They don't know anything. They're cute as heck, but they don't know anything. In fact that's the reason why we keep them because they are cute essentially they're worthless and useless but so these cute babies they don't work they're toothless they're unemployed I mean so these babies <laughs> and then when they fall asleep they trick you into thinking you want another one but these babies they don't know anything it's a you know tabula rosa, right blank slate and so they put their hand In that electrical socket, they go flying across a room. They go, "Wow, that kid got grounded!" So the, or others will touch a stove and they burn their hand because they're learning. They don't know anything, but by the time they're 17, that's not cute anymore. I mean, you know, they should know. You you should know better. But many of us metaphorically, and spiritually, relationally, we put our hand in the socket, standing in a bucket of water, and we put our hand on an open stove that's with a flaming hot. Now, I wonder if this is gonna burn. You know. So there's no need to have to go through the school of hard knocks. There's almost nothing that the scriptures in life won't Well, take it back. There's almost nothing that scripture and the community, collective wisdom, can't show you to avoid. And yet, we are under the assumption, this is a subtle false assumption, that um, I have to know for myself. You know, after all, isn't experience the best teacher? No. No, no, it's not. The only way experience is the best teacher is as long as it's somebody else's experience, right? You you know, if there's a group of don't let this happen to you, you know, people, figure that out and don't let it happen to you. there's, There's this weird, I think, sometimes stubbornness that says I got to know for myself. No, you don't. You don't have to find out. Look, you don't have to find out that if you live a very unhealthy life, you're going to have an unhealthy consequence. You don't have to find out if you're an unfaithful, selfish, narcissistic you know, uh, person that you're going to have broken relationships, a damaged life. You're going to mismanage everything from either your sexual life, your, your finances, to your, to your relationships, to your career, to your health, it goes, your physical health. It just goes on and on and on. Some areas are going to be worse than others. It, 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 there's no need to discover that experientially if you can discover it through God spiritually, mystery, um, almost mystically. See, that's, you know, you've heard me say in the past that, that the thing about wisdom is not the accumulation of facts. It's not just knowing things. It's being able to connect the dots that I know that this action today has a consequence in the future or it's going to pay a dividend in the future. Whether I, whether I want it or not, that's coming. That's just how life works. It doesn't matter if you are a follower of Jesus. It doesn't matter if you're not a spiritual person. And, it, and by the way, even if you are a follower of Jesus we don't advocate or we don't get... Um, it, it it doesn't automatically nullify or get rid of all the consequences of our previous actions. As a matter of fact, I'll, I'll say this to you. Right now, your world, the way you live, I mean, the, the world you are right in right now is a sum total of your wisdom. And the wisdom that you have right now is a sum total of all your past and present decisions. Now, the uncomfortable thing about that is... If you don't like where you're at, you know, you can try to blame somebody else, you know. I don't know, your background, your upbringing, your parents, your zip code where you grew up. But in the end, it really, it's you. I mean, because you're always the consistent element in all of your stories. It's always you. I mean, I think that's the first thing you have to take a look at. So there's that one assumption that somehow you have to learn for yourself or, and, and which makes the other assumption that you know, somehow you can't learn from anybody else. And I, I'm going to suggest that, in fact, well, actually I'm convinced of this, that, that a wise person learns from everything and everybody. Everything can be a learning experience and so can everybody. My mom, uh, because we were, uh, you know, there was three kids and my dad worked and my mom worked. I'm sure they were broke, having been young parents with three kids at one time too. Uh, so they we would uh, they would take us to Savons, which when I think back at it, I'm sure it made sense to them in their minds. But they would take us to Savons, buy us an ice cream, and then we would sit in the back, and they, my mom would ask us to make up stories of people walking by, which developed my insult techniques and traits. <laughs> I, it was this innocent thing that it developed into, the, you know, just it morphed into something horrible. And, and then the, but and then they would punish us for acting out after they gave us a whole, you know, big thing of ice cream in an enclosed environment. Like, okay, I think you brought this upon yourself, and. Uh, so my point, and there is one, is that um, I remember she used to say that uh, everybody can teach you something even if it's not what, even if it's, uh, what not to do. But, of course, when you're a small kid, you think, oh, what do, my, what do my parents know? And then you get to be in your 20s, and you realize, wow, they had a little more going on than I thought. And so my point is to tell you that sometimes it's a movie, sometimes it's a novel, sometimes it's a piece of literature, it's a piece of music, it's an experience. It's a person who lived their life well. It's a person who didn't live their life well. If you're wise, you're going to pick up cues and principles to live by. You're going to start connecting dots. It's going to start to make sense to you how a person ends up satisfied and happy with their life. See, look, a person who is wise, or, or I should say, actually, wherever wisdom is thriving, good will always follow. Now, that doesn't mean that if somebody is wise, let's say this person is wise, that whatever happens to him will always be good, but whatever comes from him will be. Whatever comes from him will be, will be good. Because, see, the person who's wise, the person who's wise is not just motivated about what, what fits him or her. See, that, that's generally an unwise person. An unwise person is going to be all about what, what's in it for me, Self-preservation, self-fulfillment, self-satisfaction—you know—you um, end up. Uh, an unwise person loves their life more than the lives of anybody else. So you kind of get a clue to maybe unlocking the mystery when Jesus is speaking about that. If you really want to save your life, you have to die to it. You have to give it away. A wise person always looks for the good of everybody else. And and see that there's um, on paper I, I can honestly tell you that this makes no sense. I mean, really, on paper, if you try to do the math, it just doesn't make sense because it's, it, it really is kind of a divine, mystical thing that when a person in a healthy fashion lives their life in terms of the, for the sake of others, not only are the others benefiting, but they are enlarged and they gain more life. Uh, I'm, I, I don't know how to break down the mechanics linearly, but I know systemically that's just how it works. And then once again... It doesn't even matter if you want to buy into the whole Jesus thing, but if you do, then you unleash a different type of energy because um, this is where it gets really kind of mind-boggling to me. And you know, I tried, you know, putting together pieces of, throughout the scripture. The Spirit of God that came down on this mountain and gave this huge display of who he was, and then wrote with this finger on stone Um, the the agreement between he and Israel the same God that spoke in fire and smoke and then fed people in the wilderness, the same God that comes down as a carpenter and and heals lepers and touches people, the same God or spirit that reanimates the corpse of Jesus and brings him back to life physically and literally says I will put that spirit inside of you and commit to you I'll never leave I won't, I won't go, I won't, you can't disappoint me, you can't annoy me enough, I'm, I'll never get tired of your questions, I'm not annoyed by you, um, I'm not tired, and when you can't sleep, go ahead and go to bed, I'll stay up and worry about your problems, you know, it, it, that's who is committing to you. So, for a person who has an authentic connection to God through Jesus Christ, and you live in wisdom, you're just a different kind of human being than you would be otherwise. Think of, um, think of the wisest person you know. Uh, David, I know, it's, it's gonna be me, so I'm But think of the wisest. <laughs> uh, that, that wasn't meant to be funny, I don't, I don't know why. that. Now it's just plain hurtful. And so, uh, so think of the wisest person you know. And uh, how many of them are, are, let's say, really, really wealthy millionaires? The wisest person you know, anybody a millionaire? How many of the wisest person you know is a PhD? One person? All right. How many of the wisest person you know is very, very old and they just seem to be full of life experiences and stories? Anybody? Okay, a couple of you. All right, see, here's what's interesting. Yeah, I, I get the wisdom thing, but did you notice that nobody was necessarily, like, really wealthy that had the ability to do whatever, whenever? And it wasn't just knowledge. The wisest person has been maybe some of you who maybe had a little bit, maybe, time on their side and they could process experiences more correctly. And here's what I'm going to suggest to you that Wisdom isn't limited to time. This is why a young person can actually be very, very wise if they're dialed in correctly to God. If they're dialed in in the, in the sense that they're connecting the dots between uh, events and actions, you, you know, actions and then, you know, consequences or actions and virtue events. you you recall how I've said in the past that that a Christian is is a person that somehow is almost in two time zones you're living in the present but you're also from the future and you can also put yourself um, you can put yourself in the future like you've heard me say you know how do you want to end up how do you want to be remembered live from that starting point and and look back and then you'll make decisions correctly heading that way so Wisdom is not limited to and it's not connected with time and it's not connected with experiences either. Now listen, let me make this really clear. Wisdom is not synonymous with experiences. And you know this intuitively to be true because some of you or either some of you or you know somebody keeps making the same dumb mistake over and over. Either you keep dating the same kind of person or the same kind of career problem or the same kind of um, you know, relational problem or the same kind of health problem, but over and over again you do the same thing or you know somebody who does the same thing. Now, if wisdom was related to experience, by the first or second time they would have gotten it. But that's not quite how wisdom works. Wisdom does um, help us by clarifying, uh, simplifying. Um, illuminating uh, liberating Um, wisdom is freedom inducing in many many ways and what I mean by freedom just as a reminder it's not the lack of restrictions it's choosing the right ones freedom freedom is the thing the essence the energy that actually finds its way out of, of, of a situation that knows the correct path out because it's it's following God's footprints. It, it 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 looks for the ancient path that leads to a divine future. Sounds a little esoteric and weird, doesn't it? But I mean, that's kind of what I find wisdom to be. It's not the person that can quickly calculate problems. It's the one that can quickly see into the future. In fact, wisdom it's not just seen in the future. It's seen clearly right now. I mean, how many of us when you have a a a challenge you go see a counselor a financial planner you know a a mentor and what we're looking for in the end is wisdom because we want to know how to maybe get out of the mess or someone to untie the knots for us wisdom from God enlightenment from God is that I'll show you what to avoid the way or the way out if you seek me for example let's go to James chapter 1 verses 2 through 8 it says this consider it Pure joy, my brothers, whenever you face trials of many kinds. Why? Because you know that the testing of your faith develops perseverance. Perseverance must finish its work so that you may be mature and complete, not lacking anything. If if any of you lacks wisdom, they should ask God, who gives generously to all without finding fault, and it will be given to them. I, I like that phraseology because depending on the parents you had, or maybe some other settings, whenever you needed a favor, you had to ask them for something. You go, again, again. You know, especially those of us who remember having to pump our parents for a few bucks. What did you do with the $10 they gave you before? I mean six months ago? Don't you sass me, boy, you know. <laughs> <laughs> You're never going to hear God. You're never going to hear God say, w- you, want, you need wisdom again? I can't, what did you do with the wisdom I gave you six months ago? You know? That's just not what you're going to hear. Can't believe it. can you do anything without me? But when they ask, they, should, they, should be, they must believe and not doubt because they who doubt are like a, a wave of the sea blown and tossed by the wind. That person should not think they will receive anything from the Lord because they are a double-minded person, unstable in all that they do. When, uh, when the kids were younger, I used to think we had a fourth child named I don't know. What happened here? I don't know. Who is Ivan? I don't know. I, what is this? Uh, is he Slavic? Who is this evil person? Because everything was I don't know. You know? Whoever, and yet there are people... Man, how many times have you heard this? You've said it in your head when you come to another crushing disappointment or some other dumb dead end, and you go, how did I get here? How many of you have actually heard a teenager or a young adult, or maybe not so young adult, they should know better. uh, I don't care what it is, even if something as obvious as getting somebody pregnant, they go, I don't know how this happened. Really? Really? You were there. I mean, you should know what happened. I don't know what happened. They crashed their car after drinking too much. Well, actually, only two beers. Because no matter what accident I've been involved in or seen, how much were you drinking, does they serve? Vomit everywhere. Two beers. They must have been two kegers, but they were just two, you know. I I don't know what happened. Really, so when you were going 80 in the school zone and hit that speed bump and lost control of the vehicle, you really... I'm not sure what happened. Really? You know? It's almost like you want to have that one word response to everything people say. Really? You don't know what happened? I I, I, I think of men who have uh, violated their vows or people who, who crashed their lives in other ways and and they will come to you and, and I know they're well I don't know this for sure. I want to believe they're looking for a way out to fix this and become a, become a better person, but sometimes I think they just want relief from the pain. And so to not own the responsibility of their mess. I don't know I, I don't I don't know what happened. And look, if you don't know what happened, I'm telling you right now I could just put a rubber stamp on you unwise or really unwilling to be wise. It's there is the unwise person will say, I don't know, because they never think about their actions. And a wise person thinks their actions through first. Where will this lead? Is this the best for everyone involved? See, b- by the way, when I mention wisdom helps us find our way out, it's not looking for the easiest path. It's looking for the divine one. See, I, I think we're under the impression that wisdom is going to make our lives easier. <laughs> you know, actually, it might make it a little bit tougher. But it's divine. I, I mean, if I had a choice, I mean, let's be honest, because it's just us. I, I, I tend to think that people who uh, are are choosing to say "I don't know what happened" is it's sometimes, and I get this, sometimes you're just too embarrassed to see what you've become. I mean, you, you know those moments in the morning when you look in the mirror, and you go, who is that? That's you. That's you before all the, you know, the ointments and tubes and powders and machines and wrenches. I mean, that's, that's you before you try to, you know, fix the corpse up a little bit more before you go outside. And so, uh, it's interesting to me what sometimes the scripture refers to itself as a mirror. You know, it's like the bathroom mirrors, the one, that, the magnifying ones with the, uh, the extra light, and it looks like you, th- you feel like you're looking at the sea of tranquility and the moon because of all the craters and pits, and you're like, what is that? Is this an astronomical chart? No, it's your face. <laughs> Before you fill in the cracks. This is why there's retouching tools and photographs because we don't want to look at ourselves the way we really are. We want to see the ideal. Look, if you don't see who you really are, the mess, the tragedy, the beautiful tragedy, the marred artwork that we are, Wisdom is going to be completely unattractive to you. It'll seem like so much effort for so little payoff. And even when you look in that mirror of your soul through the scripture, and you almost hear these two screaming, you know, anthems, when you desire to be a better person, you know, I'm not worthy and I'm not able. As I said before, God answers and dresses both of those. You know, I, I, oh my gosh! You are—you have no idea what a mess you are. But I choose you, and I've given the righteousness of my son to you to make you worthy and able. So the future is now. I mean, the, a, a wise person realizes that rather than advocating, rather than advocating our our ability and responsibility to create our futures instead of just knowing them. Um, the wise person realizes that the future is now. It's happening right now. It's actually going on at this moment. And and God, besides the gift of wisdom that He will give you, He also gives you the gift of Himself and hope. Look, I um, none of us know what's going to happen tomorrow or next week. You know, um, this past week I I got uh, let's see one two. Um, this morning, you know, family we've been talking about earlier. That person probably passing away today got that text this morning um, a text yesterday that, that uh, two people died, both were dads that's got to be a crummy father's day, isn't it? Um, I mean, you know, life happens now, I know that sounds dramatic and, you know, I, uh, another good friend of mine his car was practically totaled and rear-ended and you know, I mean, do you know what's going to happen today? I mean, not really? I mean, you have plans, right? next week, how much time you have left? Good or bad circumstances, we don't know. But here's why I don't have to be afraid. If I choose to connect my soul to God, he says, I'll commit to you. I'll give you a future and a hope. I'll go with you. What's going to happen? Where, where, where do I turn? What What, what's, what are the details? I'll, I'll tell you what. I'll give you the gift of wisdom as a compass to move in the right direction. And I'll go with you. See, this is why you've heard me say that we, you know, we look for a map and God gives us a compass. The compass is wisdom. The compass is wisdom. What year is this? What an idiot. 2010, right? Yeah. 2010. Um, 2010 Father's Day. So let's do this just as an experiment. Two years from now, I'm going to probably have the same email. If you're not happy where you are, Understand that everything of, of, of all your decisions and thoughts and actions were the sum total of what brought you to two years in the future. And if you are happy of where you are and the person you've become or becoming, that's also true. So I'm hoping that somewhere on the line, this will come back to your memory, two years from now, two Father's Days from now, where are you? That guy in that goofy, god-awful plaid shirt said it was going to be a sum total of everything I became and did, and he's right. I'm not right often, but I know I'm right about this. You make your future; it future doesn't happen to you. It, a future only happens to an unwise person. Finally, let me read Proverbs chapter two, verses one through fifteen, for you. Proverbs chapter 2, verses 1 through 15. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding, and if you call out for insight, cry out loud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver, you search for it as for hidden treasure, then, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom, and from his mouth comes knowledge and understanding. He holds victory in store for the upright. He's a shield to those who walk as blameless. For he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what, it is, what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you. And understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked people. From people whose words are perverse. Who leave their straight paths and to walk in dark ways. And who delight in doing wrong. And rejoice in the perversiveness of evil. Whose paths are crooked. And whose ways and are devious. Why wouldn't we want wisdom... think of all the times wisdom might have stopped you from being an idiot or acting like you're insane wisdom is worth the heavy lifting of faithfulness, remembering the weight of small things, consistency the waiting room, waiting game sort of I'm doing the right thing I'm doing the right thing, I'm doing the right thing to gain that gift of enlightenment and wisdom from God so this is what I encourage you to do. As Solomon did, as James does, is to ask God for wisdom. And maybe one of the biggest surprises is not much, so much what you get to learn about God, it's what you also get to learn about yourself. All right, hey, let me, let me ask you to join me in a posture of prayer. We're going to close this part of the gathering, and then we have some information about different ways to connect. Father, thank you so much uh, for the different... Uh, men whose lives are represented here as fathers who get to share that title with you. Um, good or bad, Father, we, we do thank you for the men that, uh, that were our biological and sometimes our emotional, relational dads. Pray for those families whose fathers have passed away. Um, we're asking because of your kindness and mercy that they would uniquely sense your comfort in this moment. We pray for Philip um, that if he passes to this morning that uh, the family would also sense your presence. That path that maybe many of us would not want to choose of knowing you in suffering. I pray that they would sense your comfort. Father, many of us gosh, probably all of us in this room have have been so stupid at times. We could have had fool stenciled across our head. We repeated dumb things over and over. Uh, We were stubborn about it. We refused to take advice and healthy counsel. Um, We're embarrassed. I thank you that you're a God who not only forgives and erases our past, but you heal us from the memories of it. And then, if that wasn't enough, you also restore our souls and our minds into sanity and to wholeness and to integrity so that we can live a wise life and recapture and reclaim all that had been lost. And for that, we thank you. So I pray that you cause us to be people who would pursue wisdom so that good can flow out of our lives to the lives of others. In your son's name, Amen. Thank you for listening to this production by Mosaic Whittier, a community of faith, hope, and love. For more information about Mosaic gatherings and events, please visit mosaic.org.